Hi friends, today's topic, Mary Wollstonecraft and her contribution to feminism. The roots of European feminism as a theory can be seen in the writings of Mary Wollstonecraft. In her writings, we can see the first major theoretical exploration of gender equality. Her notable work in this regard is A Vindication of the Rights of Women, published in 1792. In this book, she rejected the traditional notion that women are naturally weaker and inferior to men. According to Wollstonecraft, women's position is crucial in society because of their role in bringing up children. Wollstonecraft attacks male thinkers like Rousseau, who had argued that women did not need an education. She argued that the lack of education is the major reason behind the inequality in gender relations and because of this they were regarded as inferior to men and she demanded that equal status for women and she demanded here equal status for women and they should be treated as companions rather than mere wives to their husband and here she demanded equal status for women and they should be treated as companions rather than mere wives to their husbands wollstonecraft also realized that the excessive emotionality in women is a factor that added their subordinated position in society and she realized that excessive emotionality in women as a factor that added their subordinated position in society. Wollstonecraft noted the significant contribution of the socializing process in the subordination of women and we can see that she was one of the first thinkers to propose that gender roles are not natural but social and she realizes that gender roles are not natural but social. So we can see that the aspects associated to women like love for jewelry and fashion love for clothing romance or beauty etc in women were not natural and they were actually attributed to women because of social conditioning so here the woman has been socialized and trained to believe that these are what make her truly feminine so this is the characteristics the society associate with the feminine in women and are socially given values and the woman assimilates this value so that only she can fit into this category of women so the major contribution of wollstonecraft to feminism is this shift or or this recognition that is this shift from femininity as natural to femininity as social so she recognized that femininity is not natural but it is social so wollstonecraft was this one of the pioneers who moved away from biological view of gender to social one okay that's all hi friends today's topic mary wollstonecraft and her contribution to feminism the roots of european feminism as a theory can be seen in the writings of Mary Wollstonecraft. In her writings, we can see the first major theoretical exploration of gender equality. 
her notable work in this regard is a vindication of the rights of women published in 1792 in this book she rejected the traditional notion that women are naturally weaker and inferior to men according to wollstonecraft women's position is crucial in society because of their role in bringing up children wollstonecraft attacks male thinkers like rousseau who had argued that women did not need an education she argued that the lack of education is the major reason behind the inequality in gender relations and because of this they were regarded as inferior to men and she demanded that equal status for women and she demanded here equal status for women and they should be treated as companions rather than mere wives to their husband and here she demanded equal status for women and they should be treated as companions rather than mere wives to their husbands wollstonecraft also realized that the excessive emotionality in women as a factor that added their subordinated position in society and she realized that excessive emotionality in women as a factor that added their subordinated position in society wollstonecraft noted the significant contribution of the socializing process in the subordination of women and we can see that she was one of the first thinkers to propose that gender roles are not natural but social and she realizes that gender roles are not natural but social so we can see that the aspects associated to women like love for jewelry and fashion love for clothing romance or beauty etc in women were not natural and they were actually attributed to women because of social conditioning so here the woman has been socialized and trained to believe that these are what make her truly feminine so this is the characteristics the society associate with the feminine in women and are socially given values and the woman assimilates this value so that only she can fit into this category of women so the major contribution of wollstonecraft to feminism is this shift or or this recognition that is this shift from femininity as natural to femininity as social so she recognized that femininity is not natural but it is social so wollstonecraft was this one of the pioneers who moved away from biological view of gender to social one okay that's all topic margaret fuller and her contribution to feminism she was a prominent feminist activist in usa she has to her credit a notable work of feminism that is women in the 19th century published in 1845 margaret fuller believed that education was the means of emancipation for women and she advocated for women's rights in various fields and thus she argued for education rights employment 
and political rights for women she argued for the rights for education and the right for employment and further political rights for women and according to margaret fuller women were need not confined to domestic duty so according to margaret fuller women need not confined to domestic duties and in her view there are no feminine roles and we can see that through her writings so we can see that she was radical feminist and she questioned the conventional gender roles and she questioned the gender roles and further she identified the role of class difference in gender relations and she also worked for the rights of or the welfare of women prisoners and she identified women with blacks so anybody who works for the welfare of afro american that is blacks also works for the welfare of women and in her works we can also see the roots of the concept androgyny and that's about margaret fuller and her contribution to feminism the topic virginia wolf and her contribution to feminism the feminism of 20th century can be mainly located in the writings of virginia wolf the 20th century novelist virginia wolf so the feminism of 20th century can be mainly located in the writings of the novelist virginia wolf she explored gender relations that can be mainly seen in her works like a room of one zone published in 1929 and three guineas published in 1938 and her major contribution to feminism is her views on two concepts that is authorship and androgyny so her major contribution to feminism is her views on authorship and androgyny she developed a women centric notion of reading and education against patriarchal education systems and reading practices and she developed a women centric notion of reading and education against the patriarchal education system and reading practices and according to wolf patriarchal education systems and reading practices prevent women readers from reading as women so patriarchal education systems and their reading practices prevent women from reading as women so this prevent women readers from reading as women they are constantly trained so they are trained to read from men's point of view so here the women readers are trained to read from men's point of view how this happened how this happens we can have a look into that aesthetics values literary merits and tradition are adopted by male literary authors and critics within this patriarchal structure so aesthetics values literary merits and tradition are adopted by male literary authors and critics within this patriarchal structure and that is male centered so the women are also trained to adopt this aesthetics values and merits as universal so the effect is on women's reading habits and reading practices then 
Another factor is that women's texts when available are rejected by the male critics as minor or domestic without any virtue. Another factor is women's texts when available at the time. So the women texts when available at the time are rejected by male critics as minor or domestic without any virtue. So the women readers have to follow and trained within this male defined forms of reading. and agree with their assessment so that is about the authorship so she continues the ideas on authorship she argued that authorship itself is gendered first we have seen that the language and the merits of the literary system and also aesthetics values everything is ruled by patriarchal structure and she continues with the authorship so she argued that authorship itself is gendered so the authorship itself is gendered the language available to the women is patriarchal and inherently sexist so the question of authorship itself is gendered because the language available to the women writers is patriarchal and inherently sexist so not only the women readers but also women writers also have to conform to the values and aesthetics and the language overruled by patriarchy which is ruled then ruled by male centered structure so the language available to the women is patriarchal and inherently sexist but the women of the having no other language at her command is forced to use the sexist language a language that is, that does not capture women's experience so here the women of the having no other language at her command is forced to use the sexist language a language that does not capture the woman experience so that is about the her ideas on authorship okay then we can continue with the second one that is her views on androgyny according to virginia wolf the best artists were always a combination of the men and the women according to wolf the best artist always a combination of the men and the women and she calls it as men womanly and women manly and she termed it as the man womanly and women manly so the best artist according to wolf were always a combination of the men and the women and she called it as men womanly and women manly In her novel Orlando Wolf explores this androgynous state where men and women as mind switch places in the same body so within the same body whether it is a male or female it is actually the mind carries both the aspects of men and women so she explores this androgynous state where men and women as mind switch places in the same body So her major contribution to feminism is her views and discussion on two concepts that is authorship and androgyny okay that's about virginia wolf hi everyone today's topic is lifestyle and social relations here we are going to examine how lifestyle influences social relations so how lifestyle is influencing social relations 
people of a particular lifestyle consumes a particular commodity that means a product or service so here the people of a particular lifestyle consume a particular commodity that means a product or service as a reflection of their choice or taste so people of a particular lifestyle consume particular product or a service as a reflection of their choice or taste or preference so these group of people who use a particular product and follow a particular lifestyle and they have similar preference or taste and therefore they are linked together as a community or in other words we can group together a particular group of people they have similar taste or preference therefore they consume or buy certain product or services or they are using particular brands and therefore we can form them together as a particular community thus consumption built a social group so we can see that consumption builds a particular social group or a community and thus enables social relations within that community so here we can see that consumption based upon a particular lifestyle builds social group and in turn it resulted in social relations among that group so in this way lifestyle is influencing social relations okay thank you